The following recording is from our brand new podcast, Pro Football Draft Experts. Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the by Austin Smith and uh, although this has been part of Pigskin Nut Radio um you know f- for since, since we've started last month uh this is our first official uh first official episode that's going to go into podcast syndication uh this show is a part of the Pigskin Nut network for more information you can check us out at pigskinnut.com it's the football news you've been missing where you really get a complete and wide source of information. Uh, for those of you that are that are looking to get football news one time a week, we got a weekly video that sums up everything that happens during the week. Uh, if you're if you're one of those guys that just you want to have your pulse on everything, whether it's NFL, college, fantasy football, uh, you know you want it. You want to know what's going on here. Um, we're gonna we're gonna give you all that information and a lot more. Uh, and this really is the football news you've been missing. You're gonna hear. Quality football news, breaking news alerts from guys that know and understand the game. Uh, join us at pigskinnut.com. So um, this show is now its first official podcast episode. And uh, Austin, you know, I'm really excited to do this because it's a bold declaration to say that someone is a can't-miss prospect, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's... um. It's something to be able to look at a guy and see a wide range of skills that you just know deep down in your heart are going to translate to the NFL, you know. And and I, I, I love the term, you know, stand on the table guy. You know, who are you going to stand on the table and shout at the top of your lungs? No, this is the guy I'm, I'm you know, that I believe in, you know, um, those uh, those guys are very rare. I'll say this. I, I, I think they come in a number of different categories, you know, um, because some positions are so much more valuable than others. You know, um, th- there are some, and we'll get into this a little bit later, that maybe, you know, they're not can't, can't miss prospects on a uh, 60 to 70 snaps a game, per se, uh, role. But in the role that they're going to be brought onto their team to play, that they're going to put that team's mind at ease, you know, that, hey, we've got our guy for the next four or five years at that position. And, you know, who knows? It could turn into a guy that plays 10 to 12 years for us and ends up being, you know, a draft pick that everybody looks back on and says, yep, you hit it on that one. Yep. Um, and, you know, it, it's exactly – 
you know, what you said. Is there is there enough on the tape where we're we're essentially saying, gosh, the floor in this guy is is so high that that with the with this floor that we know is there, there's no way that's not that's not gonna translate to carving out your niche on an on an NFL team and being and being a productive starter and what what, what we talk about really by can't miss it, you know I would say it's really it's a combination of are you going to be worth where where you're picked and ultimately at the end of the day uh, are you a guy are you a guy that consistently impact impacts games and uh, you know um, today we're going to talk about because. We're going to do this through a series of episodes, folks. So we're going to be splitting it up where, you know, we talk about um, an offensive position and uh, and a defensive position. That way you get a little bit of offense and defense on each show. And today we're going to be focusing specifically on the quarterbacks and the defensive linemen. And when we, t- when we say defensive linemen, uh, we're talking about guys that we expect them to be playing with their hand in the dirt at the, at the next level. So um, Austin, um, Talk to me. You know who do you who do you see as a can't miss prospect at the quarterback position? Well, I I think you and me are both in in agreement on this one. Uh, this quarterback class, um, there's just not much can't miss in it. I mean, there's a uh, there's question marks around every turn when you look at a lot of these prospects, and um, even with the guy that we're talking about uh, today, I, I think. Um, I think there's even some possible question marks there, but Dwayne Haskins question marks are, I think, much smaller and and the areas that I think are his greatest strengths, you know, make up for, you know, any question you might have on him. So I went with Haskins on this, um, you know, at the end of the day. The thing that 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 the trait that really stands out to me, and it's something that we've heard about for for months now, is just how good this guy is in the film room and on the chalkboard, you know, or the dry erase board. Now that we've stepped into you know better technology, but but this is a guy that just um, you know you hear about how good he is in the interviews, how well he understands the game, and that is a quality. That can make up for, you know, and, and and he has terrific arm strength, but for quarterbacks out there, other quarterbacks who aren't necessarily, you know, as gifted as he is, that's the quality that a quarterback that's not as physically gifted, it can still propel them into an NFL career just based on how well they think the game, how well they process the game, how well they're able to prepare for a game. You know, and that's something that I think Haskins, it puts his floorboard to me so high that if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I'm not questioning taking him. You know, this is a guy that, you know, you know, I think his arm, his arm strength, there's no doubt about it, is 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 definitely toward the top of this class. Um, Absolutely. His his accuracy, I think, is um, is is something that has a chance to be a very good strength as well. It was a strength through most of his Ohio state tape, but you know, we've got such a small sample size and there are some, some throws that are a little bit more advanced. They take a little bit more anticipation, some touch and things like that, that I thought, you know what, he still needs to develop in those areas in order to be a, you know, a, a very, very accurate quarterback. So I mean, there are some little questions, but man, when you go back to just how smart this guy is, um, 
I just I look at it and I say, you know what? It doesn't matter what kind of offense you want to run. Do I expect him to be Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, you know, running all over the field and making plays with his feet and arm combined? You know, no, I, I don't. I don't expect that to be the case. But if the, is this a guy that can line up in a system where you want to throw the ball all over the field? You want to spread things out. You want to put stretch the field, you know, with deep throws and open up things underneath. You know, can he do that? Absolutely he can. Can he be a West Coast, you know, type of quarterback? Absolutely. Yes, he can. Can he be your more traditional pocket passer? A lot more play action, a lot of relying on the run game to open up things for the pass, a lot of, you know, you know, timing stuff, guys coming out of breaks and needing to be that much more accurate. I think absolutely Haskins can fit in that system. So, you know, you know, I think the versatility range, whereas you look at a guy like like a Kyler Murray, guess what? You know, if you're a team that wants to be more traditional and wants your quarterback in the pocket, then you're you're spinning your tires. If you're looking at a Drew Locke and you're expecting him early in his career to be able to play under center and play in a play action heavy system, I think you're, you know, you're, you're going to be disappointed with the early results. It's not something that I don't think he can't get better at, but early on, that's going to be something he struggles with. Dwayne Haskins, I just don't know what I expect him to struggle with early on because of, you know, him being so tailor-made for, for a number of different uh, styles. And, and like I say, when you can fall back on his ability to prepare and his ability to process and his ability to just – think the game at such a high level. I just, I see a guy that's, you know, that is going to play in this, this league for, you know, 10 to 12 years as a, 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 a starting quarterback. Yep. You know, when I, when I, when I, when I look at this quarterback class, Austin, uh, I'll tell you what I see. I, I see, I see some guys that can have some really good careers because when you look at Drew Locke, Man, you know, if he reaches his ceiling, he could be a, he's he could be a real game changer uh, for, for for a team. You know, he he can make Drew Locke has that kind of upside, and so does Kyler Murray. Where you know you can you can literally, if you're a quarterback needy team who has some pieces or pieces around you, you got maybe got some weapons on the outside. Um, if the if these guys you know can you know they have question marks right now, but when you look at the upside of a guy like a Kyler Murray or a Drew Locke, you know, they could, they could end up being the two best quarterbacks of this class. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about can't miss prospects, we got to be talking about what is your floor. And when you, when you look, when you look at Drew Locke, um, I think, you know, very different player from Haskins, um, you know, upside in terms of how good they could be. I think it's, you know, I I, th I think Locke. There's some things that Locke can do that you're not going to see Haskins do. So maybe maybe I'll say Locke has a higher upside. But when you look when you look at Locke and in terms of let's just talk about his his intelligence at the quarterback position, it's not on the same level as Dwayne Haskins. And I, and I think and I think that's very obvious. What you see with Drew Locke is a guy that has a tendency to rush through things, predetermined stuff. And what you and but what you see with Locke is a guy that. You know, man, he can throw off a lot of different platforms, and I mean, he can just do some special things. Where you look at Dwayne Haskins, and you say, and you say to yourself, after watching the tape, if this guy gets enough time to set his feet, 
which means that the only thing he needs to succeed is protection because he's going to he's going to work his progressions um really really well that that's that's obvious now he has some spells where he has a little bit of inaccuracy but when you look at the totality of his tape and sum everything up he's an he's an accurate quarterback um and you look and you look at the arm strength that jumps jumps off the tape to me you know i see him you know if this is a guy that that can stay healthy long enough he could his career could have a similar trajectory and it reminds me a lot of, of another quarterback uh playing for the Steelers now, Ben Ben Roethlisberger. A little bit different, but definitely s- some similarities there. But when you look at Haskins, um, when you talk about, when you combine what, you know, his his vision from the pocket, his his his, ante- his anticipation, and and just and just his quarterback intelligence, um, and and his and his arm strength. You know, we we've seen him make all the throws, and and I, I think we 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 say the term "make all the throws," you know, a little bit too much. But when when I say when I talk about Dwayne Haskins making all the throws, I'm not talking about um, making making you know these sidearm throws that a Patrick Mahomes can make um, or, or or throwing on the run the way that Kyler Murray can because I think Kyler Murray is better you know out, you know on on the run. But when you want to talk about making all the throws from inside the pocket, um, he's that he's that guy. And the only time I see him really struggle is when he does not get enough time to 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 set his feet and I do think although he has good he has good mechanics now he's his mechanics and some other stuff about his game is going to get far better when it's coaching cuz you're cuz you're seeing the floor at the college level but to me you give that you give that you give this guy enough time inside 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 the pocket enough for him to set his feet he will do all the rest and that is why all you got to do is protect him and this guy is a sure fire franchise caliber starting NFL quarterback. When we come back, um, we're going to, we're going to talk about some defensive linemen. Austin will take one. I'll take one. We'll be, we'll be right back here on our first, first ever show. Be right back. And we are back. Austin back here, pro football draft experts. You know, we just talked about Dwayne Haskins, you know, being, being really a, um, a can't miss prospect as, as we're calling it with our terminology here, but talk to me, who is take me through one can't miss prospect before you do that, Austin, let's, let's just take care of the giant elephants in the room, shall we? So everyone, everyone, everyone sees that in any mock draft, we don't see, we see every mock draft, Bosa and Williams going, going, going in the top five. Now, with that being said, um, just because you're going to be drafted in the top five does does not mean you're a can't miss prospect. Um, we've seen defensive linemen, uh, edge rushers go that high and not not project as well. But when you want to, we want to talk about floor. You know, wh- why is the floor? You know, of a of a Quinn and Williams, what makes his floor so high, Austin? Uh, absolutely, and I I like that we're addressing them in the beginning because these are what we kind of consider layups. You know, these are two guys at the top of the board, you know, Bosa Williams, both that, uh, you know, if, if you're talking can't miss, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're the can't, they're on everybody's can't miss board, you know, but we here at Pigskin Nuts, we're the football news that you're not getting. So that's, you know, that's the thing is obviously, you know, if you want the news that everybody else is going after, you know, obviously Bosa and Williams um, are the first on the on the, you know, the list of can't miss, and rightfully so. I mean, Bosa, 
the the level of technique that he plays with at a young age combined with the play strength and the athleticism i mean i i just i don't know how how those traits i mean you know don't don't translate to the nfl level and automatically put him you know as a candidate right off the bat to have a double digit sack production you know in a season so you know he's just he's so much more advanced in some of the uh, you know and some of the finer aspects of playing his position that that I just don't uh, I don't think you know I don't think that you worry about that you draft him and and you know that we're we're getting a great football player right from the get-go and going back to Williams too um you know I think just the combination of of the things that we've talked about when we did his scouting report as far as the initial quickness as far as the the power in his hands as far as the non-stop activity throughout the process a guy that just does not you know stop moving he does not give you a a a set target to be able to get your hands on and get a stalemate or anything i mean this is a guy that's constantly he's like a bull in a china shop he's just constantly wreaking havoc with his hands with his strength with his lower body power with his quickness you know with his pursuit and his instincts and his angles He's just constantly, you know, in action throughout the, with the two whistles. And, and, you know, you just, those, those are traits that in the NFL, I mean, you know, obviously in the NFL quickness, initial power, those are things that win initially, but you never win all the time with your initial plan, with your initial, you know, trait, whether it's, you know, trying to shoot a gap or trying to get into the lineman with your power. You know, that's never going to be your, you know, what what gets you success on a regular basis. Therefore, you know, all those other things we talked about, the ability to get off blocks, the ability to pursue, the ability to to keep a guy's hands off you and, and to take the proper angle and to identify the ball carrier or the quarterback, you know, where he's at in the pocket or outside of the pocket. You know, all those little things are things that, the best NFL defensive linemen and the best pass rushers, the best run, you know, stoppers, you know, those are things that make them the best. And we're seeing that from him. So, so those two, you know, we look at them and without a doubt, you know, those are the two layups in this draft, in my personal opinion, Uh, from there, there's question marks on just about anybody. I think some of them are bigger than others, but with those two, you know, those two are just like I say, they're the can't miss of the can't misses. And so, you know, not necessarily going to spend as much time talking about them as we are some of the others. Yep. But, you know, when when you look when you look at what makes a defensive lineman a can't miss prospect, you know, you got to just look at look at, you know, what happens, the trajectory, you know, of an of an entire play. Um I've actually I've I've watched some other people's scouting reports on Nick Bosa saying he's 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 not he's not explosive out of his stance. I don't know what tape they're watching. Um, I, I've started to actually hear people say, um, but w- but when you look at okay, is he explosive out of his stance? Yes, Bosa. I mean, we're talking about both of them. Do, do they win? Do they win with leverage? Yes. Do they have Do they have strength at the point of attack? Yes. Um, have, do they do they have they both have experience taking on double teams and being successful? Yes. Do they do they both have the ability to disengage and being blocked? Yes. 
I mean, you know, there's just there's too there's too many things. You know, when you have when you have these things checked off, you know, you're 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 a can't you're a can't miss prospect. You know, let's look at you know a guy that I don't have as a can't miss pro, we don't have as a can't miss prospect, um, Rashawn Gary. You know, it's it's you know it's like yes, you know he has great great speed out of his stance. He's big. He's strong. He's physical. But man, you know, he he gets stuck here. He gets stuck there. Um, you know, we don't talk about that when we talk about Nick Bosa and Quinn and Williams. Um, and and you know, it, it's not even that. It's just you know, do they have violent hands? I mean, you can keep going on and on, but if ultimately, there's just a lot of things. There's too many things to check off here that 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 make it that make it that way. So um, we're going to take a quick quick a uh, commercial break. We're going to come back. Austin, you're going to take us through another one of your defensive linemen. We'll be right back. All right, Austin, we 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 address the the two giant elephants in the room, or we'll call them one one giant elephant. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, who else? Who else in this draft playing on the defensive line is is a is a can't miss prospect to you? You know, um, for me. I look at Dexter Lawrence and I just see a guy with what you're going to ask him to do at the NFL level. I just, I don't see, I don't see you missing. I don't see, you know, you, you missing on this guy. Um, and, you know, we look at last year's draft with guys like uh, Vita Vea and, and Payne who were both uh, one techs as well. And, and they go in the top, you know, the top 13, 14 picks you know, and it's just, um, it's just, you know, we're starting to see some teams realize that, you know, if, if, if you're like me, and I think I, I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this, we've had this conversation before, uh, about a football team being built from the inside out. Well, then you look at the inside and you talk about the importance of starting with the inside and how important a one technique or a center is when you're talking about the trenches, you know, and, uh, and I just look at a guy like Dexter Lawrence. This guy came to Clemson with a number of, of, of established defensive linemen already, you know, having success there. I mean, you know, Cleveland, Fer- or Cleveland Farrell was all, already there. Um, Christian Wilkins was the freshman phenom from the year before. Um, you know, a number of other guys that were already pretty well established on Clemson's defensive line, yet Dexter Lawrence comes right in the door and he just takes a job right there, right in the middle of that defense as the, as the nose. And it's like, man, you know, you saw the power that he played with instantly at Clemson that first year and, and how important it was to their success throughout his three years there. And so it doesn't surprise you when you look at him and he puts 36 bench press reps up, you know, at the combine. It's like, you know, guys, you know, for, for those of y'all that are ooing and on, I mean, what did you expect? Watch the tape and watch him just manhandle people, you know. Um, and you look at the arm length, the, you know, the, the 34 and three quarters inch arms. I mean, an 84 inch wingspan. This is a guy that, you know, on the interior, you're looking at guards that are probably going to be closer to 32, 33-inch arms. Maybe the, the, the better ones will have 34-inch arms. But my goodness, how much are they going to struggle with a guy who's this powerful with that kind of arm length, you know? And, oh, by the way, the initial quickness 
is right up there with some of the best, you know, the, the, the best, you know, noses in, in this, at this level. I mean, we look at, you know, some of the other one techniques, you know, um, some of the ones that are more explosive. One guy I'll talk to about a, a little bit here in a bit in, in Kalen Saunders, you know, who's very explosive out of his stance. And it's like, guys, Lawrence has got him on probably 20 pounds at least. And yet I see very, very similar explosion out of him. So, you know, and then the five, you know, the just over a five flat 40. I mean, my goodness, at 342 pounds, that's a, that's a Volkswagen coming down the daggum football field. So you can move laterally, you know, oh, absolutely. You know, the, the lateral quickness and, and, and that's the thing for a team that values two gaps. Obviously, you look at him, he's tailor-made for a two-gap system. But, guys, he's not limited to that. For teams that want to run <clears throat> a little bit more of a penetrating system, that one-gap scheme where you've got your defensive lineman slanting and, 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 and lining up, you know, between guys and trying to shoot gaps. I mean, Dexter Lawrence is not – he is not considered, you know, bad in those areas. I mean, he can shoot a gap. He he showed signs of that at, at, at Clemson. So I just see a guy that, you know, you line him up as your nose tackle and you are going to be thrilled with the output. And I know that the nose can be a, um, whether it's in the 3-4 or the 4-3, you know, the one tech, the nose, they, they can be overlooked positions. But, you know, you don't – you can look right behind them at the linebacker success and you can, you can tell how good that man in front of them is playing. I always use the Cleveland Browns, by the way, I'm wearing my, my Joe Thomas Jersey today, but I always look at the Cleveland Browns and look at what they lost in Danny Shelton when they traded him away. And, you know, just, you know, the, the difference in their run defense, the difference in the production from their linebackers uh, was just night and day to before, you know, um, in 2017, I'm, I'm I'm almost positive they led the the NFL in tackles for loss. You know, and he he's gone, and all of a sudden, you know, they they slide in those rankings. So I just I I think Dexter Lawrence. I look at him, and I know there are some people who who may not feel as strongly about him as me, but the long arms, the power, the, the quickness laterally, the explosion forward, the ability to pursue down the line with that 505 speed. I, I just don't know how you don't have a guy who walks onto a football team and takes that job immediately at the, at the nose. I just, I, I think he's can't miss, you know, and like I said, that may not be, he may not be can't miss for 70 snaps a game. He may come off the field on some passing downs. Heck, he may do the majority of his play in more traditional, you know, in your base defense, but you're still getting, you're still solving a position, you know, for five years if you, you know, with a first round selection. Yep. And, uh, you know, he's, He's mixed in the shuffle with a lot with a number of other good defensive linemen, uh, you know, that are, you know, you know, all these guys are 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 likely to go in the first round uh, when you when you when you look at it. But, um, you know, I, I'm finishing I'm finishing my tape study on him. And, you know, I, I'll say this um, a little bit of what I'm seeing so far reminds me a little bit of Damon Harrison, a little just 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 just, just a, you know. I wouldn't say he's the exact same, you know, because I never like to say he's that player, um, you know. But 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 you see you see similar you see similar upside there f from from what I see. And you look you look at you look at the New York Jets and then the New York Giants. 
how much worse their defense was after after he left each team. Um, and I ha- I had the privilege to watch him, and I, I think he could have similar upside to him. And let me just tell you, um, um, a, a player a player with that kind that kind of upside, maybe not a guy that's going to be you know a double digit sack guy. Uh, he he will still change the outcome of the game. So don't don't, don't 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 underestimate those big space eaters. And I think um, with guys like you know Danny Shelton, not 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 you know having the career that you know pe- maybe some people thought he would have, or you know Vita Vea, who you know had some injury issues last year. You know, look, and and these these guys can still have an impact in the NFL. It's, we can't. We, we can't we can't say the verdict is out on them completely. You know, we see a lot of guys that in their fifth year, you know, they just something clicks. Hey, so. I'll say this much. Go back and watch that Super Bowl game with Danny Shelton with New England last year. He showed up for the Super Bowl and he was one of the most important players on that defense that didn't get talked about a lot. You know? Yep. Yeah. No. And uh, so. So, yeah, we can't, you know, and, and I think, you know, kind of is we we haven't seen these guys you know, be, be talked about, you know, in the Pro Bowl conversation type yet, because, you know, kind of what we're hoping. But, you know, again, you know, I think I think when you look at, I, well, first of all, I think he's a much better pass rusher than Danny Shelton was. Um, and agree. And, 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 you know, you, you look you look at, you know, what is Florida is so far to me, it looks looks pretty high. So, so I like that there. Um, a guy a guy that I'm going to go with is my number one prospect in this draft. It's it's Ed Oliver out of Houston um, to me. Um, there, there's, there's no play, there's no player on defense that, I, that, that explodes out of their stance the way he does. Um, I think Quinn Williams is up there, but, um, w- when you, when you look at Oliver, first of all, you know, the explosion out of his stance and the, and the, ab- and the ability to push, to push the pocket uh, on ver- on, I mean, yes, he, he, he does, he does get stuck on blocks. There's, you know, he's not, he's not as can't miss as, Qu- as Quinn and Williams, but I think a ceiling, uh, is higher and ultimately, you know, you look, you look at, you look at Oliver's athletic upside. It's, it's on, the, it's on the level of what I saw from Aaron Donald. It, 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 oh, it, it's, it's up there. <laughs> it, it, it really, it really, it really is. Um, and William, Williams is not far behind as well. Uh, I think you know Williams is the more complete player. Um, he's probably he's the safer pick, but but I still think you know you look at Ed Oliver's floor and his floor is a guy that is no doubt going to disrupt every single play um if you can disrupt every single play and i mean really disrupt i mean not every single play but you you know en- <laughs> enough plays um and you gotta remember, you gotta remember he is he is raw uh and and i think you know he's a guy that you play him as a pure three technique you know you can have, probably have him play defensive end as well uh in some capacity so he gives you a lot of flexibility as well but ultimately when i when i when i look at oliver when i look at his explosion out of his stance and then, and then I look at a guy that once he's in the backfield, his 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 pursuit ability in the backfield is 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 just unfreaking believable. He looks like a linebacker. I mean, when when he you know, you know if if he's chasing down a running back in the backfield, I, if I was the running back out of any player in this draft, the guy I'd be afraid is going to get me. And you know, from a defensive line position that can chase me down is gonna is gonna is gonna be Ed Oliver because you know he just he just has too too much explosion. His get honestly, I'm gonna say this: his get off is too good. His get off alone, and and look, um, we we haven't seen the same kind of production as what we've seen from Aaron Donald. Um, you know, and, and I think you know fundamentally he's a little bit behind where Donald was. 
But again, you know, with with his ability to get off the ball and his ability to to affect the play, even even being still a raw player, his ability to to affect so many plays in such a big way. When you go back and look at the tape, I know he's not always going against top level competition, but um, you know, I trust the tape, and to me, Ed Oliver is is a is a surefire can't can't miss prospect. Oh, absolutely. He, um, like I, I, I said, when yeah, I, I agree with you. Once he gets off the block, he. I mean, we we could literally make a highlight tape of him after he defeated the block and put it out there. And I swear to you, people would think he was a linebacker. People would be like, "Oh yeah, number nine. Yeah, he's he, he's a heck of a linebacker." You see him chasing the ball twenty yards down the field, running by everybody. You see him in the backfield, his ability to suddenly, you know, get parallel to the line of scrimmage, fresh off the block, and pursue like a linebacker from, you know, uh, through traffic. It just, it, it, I, I, I agree with with the sentiment that man can't miss when you look at that athleticism. Uh, you can't tell me that guards and centers in the NFL on a team by team basis are going to be able to have that. eight to 10 games a year where he's just eight to 10 games a season where he's not lining up a, across from somebody where the mismatch is just a, a nightmare for the offensive coordinator where it's like, man, we've got, we've got to scheme something to make sure that we give this guy help against a guy like Ed Oliver. I mean, um, you know, when you're just, when you're that explosive, I mean, that we talk about, we, we mentioned Aaron Donald, guys. Aaron Donald consistently lines up against people that he's better than, and offensive coordinators have to spend all week strategy, you know, coming up with ways to help. And that's, I mean, Ed and Oliver, great, that, I he's just great I at getting leverage. I'm not being that same sort of presence, you know. Yeah, and he consistently wins with leverage, too, which, another th- which is another thing that I really like, you know, about, about, his, about his game. Um, you know, with 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 Quinn and Williams, you know he has he has a more complete game plan. Um, when, when you when you when you look at whistle to whistle, um, and I gotta say, you know their their upside's pretty is is pretty similar. Um, again, I, I think Williams is a safer pick. Um, you know, I'm kind of going been going back and forth between one and two, but Ed Oliver's explosiveness and the things I mentioned, it's just too much for me. To, um, and I, I I think he's he's probably the most un. For me, he's the most underrated player, and that's that'll go in the first round. So, um, all right, is it, you got another guy for me? I've got. Uh, we'll see if I've got time to get to two, but I've certainly got uh, this one that I'm going to put him ahead of the other in the list. Um, and I mentioned him earlier, Kalen Saunders, and we're we're talking about a, a small school kid. I mean, Ed Oliver coming from Houston faced some not so. So, you know, great competition, but, but Kalen Saunders coming from Western Illinois, this kid was a kid that I knew little about until the, the all-star games came about. And all of a sudden we saw some, we just saw a, a star appear. I mean, this is a guy that turned heads, you know, at the East West Shrine game enough to get an invite to the senior bowl. And, you know, obviously, you know, he had to clear that with the misses because she was getting ready to go into labor with their 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 uh, their first child. But uh, I tell you what, he went to Mobile and he made the trip worth it. He earned himself a lot of money. And it, it 
it's funny because you you look at some of the highlight tapes they put out there of him doing backflips and you see all the athleticism but man you watch him you know on tape you know just just watch him play and i see a combination of size and athleticism that honestly or, or power i'm sorry power and athleticism that i don't know how many other defensive linemen in this draft can match. And that's, I mean, that's me being all serious. I mean, I know Quinnen Williams, you know, has a terrific combination of it. But, man, you're talking about Saunders. You're talking about 324 pounds. And this guy just, I mean, he just, he just gets right into a player and jars them off balance. And and I, the funny thing is, I think he can still get a little bit stronger in his upper body, I think that all starts with his lower body. The guy just, I mean, his initial his initial burst goes from quick to power just so smoothly. I mean, he goes from being quick to bang into a guy and backwards you go or out of the way you get. I mean, he just... Uh, and we saw it, you know, at the Senior Bowl. We saw it in the, in the game itself. You know, that first drive, he was a, a one-man wrecking show, you know, out there, you know, making plays in the run, getting to the quarterback. Um, and then you see him go out, you know, I had questions. Okay, let's, let's see how, you know, his full, you know, his full repertoire of skills comes into play when we got to the combine. And we saw a guy that, you know, that had – you know, the right build for a nose, just, you know, under six foot and a half inch, 324 pounds. Let me tell you, that's a guy that that's natural leverage right there. You know, that lower body strength at that size. And then he goes out and he runs a 501. And it's just like, wow, the ability to, you know, to be able to control that amount of weight at that size with that build. Dexter Lawrence is nearly, you know, six, five, I believe, what, or six, four and a half. Six four and a half spread out 342 pounds. This guy at 324 is easily four inches shorter than him. And so there's so much more challenges to being able to, to move that fast. And, and you see that explosion. So I think Saunders, I put him in the can't miss, you know, category because honestly, this guy has the skills to be able to, to play either the interior position in a 4-3. This guy could be a nose, but he could very well slide over to the three-technique position and and give you very good snaps at that. I mean, if if I were a team where, you know, we just had a nose tackle fall in our lap and he was my second-best interior guy and Saunders was the starter at that position, I'd have no problem saying, okay, look, I got to get – my best two DTs on the field, that guy's going to play nose and Saunders will move you over to the, the, the three. I'd have no problem doing that. Um, the versatility because of how explosive he is and how well he converts that quickness to power. You know, I think that just makes him a guy that in one, in one, you know, one position or another, you're going to get, you know, wild plays from him. So, um, you know, I, I, I love the athleticism, the ability to, you know, to redirect, the ability to, you know, change direction. Like I say, 
Guys, if you want to see the athleticism, I mean, you can go watch the tape. You can go watch his uh, his game against Illinois. I mean, this is a guy, you know, they didn't play very many big schools, but let me tell you, they played the University of Illinois. He went out and he got seven tackles, including, and get this, five solo tackles from a guy playing the nose. That is something else. I mean, that that is a number when you're looking at the biggest game on his schedule, probably in his career at Western Illinois, he came up and he showed up big, you know, forced a fumble in that game. Um, you know, I just I, I just I, I you can watch the tape and you can see everything you want to see. But like I say, then you go back and you watch this kid. You know, go out there and doing, you know, backflips, you know, with ease at 324 pounds. I mean, the, just the, the combination of his power and his overall athleticism, the quickness, the, the lateral agility, the ability to, to maneuver that weight so well. You know, I just I think this is a guy we might be talking about in two or three years, you know, midway through his rookie contract. We might be talking about a guy that, you know, when we all nowadays we're starting to see all these redrafts two, three, four, five years down the line. This might be a guy that goes way higher in a redraft, you know, down the line than he's initially selected. I think he's a second round guy. If he gets out of the second round, somebody is going to get themselves a heck of a steal because this guy is going to play meaningful snaps right from the get go in the NFL. I, li- I like it. Uh, you know, I have ac- I have actually not watched uh, the Sa- the Saunders tape yet, so uh, it's not easy to find. I'll tell you right now, you've got yeah. To- you know, so 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 he, but but um, you know, those the I, I like it was a good sales pitch. He sold a salesperson, and I'm like, man, I don't even need to watch the tape now. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> but um, okay, uh, I know you I know you got you got you got one more guy, and then I'll I'll finish things off. Uh, you got one more defensive lineman. I do. And you know what? We're going to go to a guy that's going to probably make a position switch in the NFL, but I'm going to go with Zach Allen out of Boston College. And, you know, um, this is a, you know, this is a blue collar kind of player. This is a guy who he's not going to have the same athleticism as, you know, a lot of the defensive linemen, whether it's moving inside to the DT position, he's probably not going to be as explosive as, you know, some of the guys we talk about, you know, in the top 50 to, you know, 100 prospects. Um, at the end position, which he played more in college, we're not going to talk about a guy that bends at the same level as as the top edge rushers. Um, I think his best spot is playing either a, a five technique in a three, four or a three technique in a four, three. But um, the the energy that he plays with and the the advanced traits when you talk about the the violence in the hands and the 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 pass rush moves the the ability to get off blocks the way he uses his hands in a variety of ways you know he gets the most out of the power in him because he's so versatile with some of his his moves um and we want to go back to converting speed to power now this is a guy that, like I say, he, he ran a five flat. If you're a defensive end, that's not going to turn a lot of heads. Matter of fact, it's probably going to, you know, going to get a lot of, you know, question marks, you know, from, you know, from a can he really play this position standpoint. But my goodness, we want to talk about uh, moving him into the three technique. 
with his ability from what he's shown off the edge to convert speed to power. And that's that's one of the things that I think you, we talk about with all the really high, um, you know, defensive line prospects uh, in this class, you know, is their ability to go from initial explosion off the snap and just translate it right into their punch into the defensive, you know, the offensive lineman's, uh, you know, into his chest, you know, it just... And let me say something to that, Austin. You know, that's that's why, you know, we don't have Christian Wilkins here, at least for me, um, because as as great as Christian Wilkins in is at, you know, at, at shoot, shooting the gap, you know, does he have the ability to, to convert speed to power like some of these other he, guys? He, he runs into a brick wall every now and again. You're right. Um, I mean, and, and with Allen, I see that, you know, him being a guy that, that, you know, hey, he's probably going to play the majority of his career with a defensive line, with an offensive lineman's hands on him. But my goodness, I mean, like I say, you know, he's a strong kid. He's, uh, you know, an explosive kid. You know, you look at some of the agility drills, you know, you'd be shocked to look at a guy like Nick Bosa and how how explosive he was. Like, for instance, in the um, the uh, 20 uh the the twenty yard shuttle, and you look at Zach Allen. He's not far behind. I mean, he is not far behind at all. Uh, you know, so the the agility is there, <clears throat> the 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 effort is there, the um, like I say, the ability to to you know to stay off blocks, to to not you know to initially make contact and then get off quick. You know, is just it's very very good and you know those are the the advanced traits on the defensive line those are the things that I really look for in a guy that's going to have success at the next level because we talked about Wilkins and we mentioned Rashawn Gary earlier Rashawn Gary has every tool in the book that you want in a great athlete he has very little tools when it comes to being a defensive lineman You know, I mean, he has very little polish to his game where Zach Allen is all polish without all the, you know, the the sexy tools that a guy like Gary has. I mean, uh, so I'm a big fan of Allen. Um, You know, is his upside, is this a guy that I think is ever going to, you know, be a, you know, could, could he get double digit sacks in a season? Yeah, he could. Would it be something I'd expect year in, year out? I don't know about that. But when you combine the ability to get to the quarterback, you know, let's call it, you know, six to eight times a season, as well as the ability to, you know, to be at the top of the defensive line and tackles and tackles for loss. I mean, when you look at the entirety of what you want in a defensive lineman, and and in this case, I think an interior defensive lineman, um, you know, I just think he he's the total package. And no, he he won't be a guy that that dominates one aspect of the game, but he will be good across the board in all of them. And it'll be a valuable piece to a defensive line that that honestly could could have a career that lasts as long as a you know as some of the the, the premier defensive linemen we're talking about in the game right now, 10, 12, you know, years. This guy could be a player, you know. I, you know what? I look at a, a guy like Kyle Williams that's just recently 
retired in Buffalo. I mean, this isn't a guy that was ever, you know, on the, oh, yeah, put him at the top of the preseason all-pro list. Put him, you know, as, a, oh, yeah, he'll be a pro bowler this year for sure, just like he was last year. I mean, that wasn't a guy that consistently, you know, won uh, off-season awards and accolades and things like that. But you know what? Ask Buffalo Bills fans how much he meant to them. You know, Allen's not the same player per se, but he's the same across-the-board kind of player that Kyle Williams was when, hey, I'm going to give you some sacks, but I'm also going to be a big part of the run game. I'm going to be a big part of the guys behind me, you know, being able to make their job easier. With Allen, he's going to be a part of the run game. He's going to be a part of that three technique, if, if that's what he indeed plays. He's going to be a part of forcing the ball backside to some of those guys in pursuit getting up the field. He's going to be he's going to affect the game in so many different ways that the value, you know, like I say, there may never be a defensive player of the year award or a pro bowl, you know, a consistent pro bowl, you know, guy in him, but he's going to make a defense better across the board in everything that he has to offer. Yep. And uh look, you know, if you're if you're if you're if you're a guy that impacts enough plays in the game, um, and and you have the confidence of looking at their tape, man. They're they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna be impacting games at the next level. And you got to look at you know you know where he's getting drafted. People aren't talking about him getting drafted all that high. You know you you got to look at that as man. That's that that's gonna be a good value pick because we we know what we're getting and and we know what we're getting. You know can can impact the game. And uh, I've got him late late second round. And you know and 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 part of that is because you know. I do think, you know, there's so many guys in this in this draft, especially on the defensive line, that have the, the, the wow factor in one aspect of their game or another that I think he's going to kind of get put on that back burner because, man, this guy could be a 10-sack guy or this guy could be, you know, a dominant, you know, two-gap player or this guy could just be that great edge you know, which Allen can play off the edge in the NFL. I'm not saying he can't, but I think that 281 pounds, he's not far away from being able to move him to the interior where his skills, I think, will be that much better. But, but yeah, there's going to be a lot of guys that are much sexier prospects with the, the great athleticism or just the terrific size or the terrific power. There's going to be a lot of guys with those tools that get drafted ahead of him that we're going to go back and look and say, yeah, you know what? We should have just took the safe player because he's the one that's going to be playing eight years, 10 years, 12 years down the line. Yeah. That's ultimately, you know, we look back in these drafts and, you know, when we look at success, it's always goes back to how many of these guys are starting. That's really the, that's yeah. really the success. And, and, you know, if you can get a guy in their second or third round, that is a consistent starter, but also a consistent starter that, that really impacts the game. That's pretty good, pretty good value right there. Austin, I'm gonna finish things off by talking about a guy that I think is a can't miss prospect, and that's and that's Jeffrey Simmons. 
Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, you know, out of Mississippi State, reminds me a lot of, of a guy of a guy that, you know, we talked about in an episode of the Pro Football Scouting Show, and we're actually going to be playing this on the Pro Football Scouting Show. So do invite you guys to go check out, you know, the, the both both podcasts there. But to me, you know, Chris Jones coming out of Mississippi State, I see a lot of similar tools and, and very, very similar play in the field. Uh, I never like to say, yes, he's exactly that guy. Uh, but but there, there's a, there's a good amount of similarities there. And when when you look at when you look at what makes Simmons, you know, to me, a can't miss prospect again, it's his floor because his floor is a guy that's going to is going to impact many plays in the game on a consistent basis. And when I say impact the game, uh, you know, he's really going to be one of those guys that can change the outcome of the game single handedly because you look at, first of all, his quickness out of his stance. Uh, his speed, his speed to power. We've seen him take on double teams consistently. We saw that in the tape against against Iowa. And then you look at the versatility of how he can be used in a lot in a lot of different schemes. You go back and watch the t- go back and watch the tape against Florida. You see you see what he does off the edge there. It's 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 impre- it's impressive stuff. The only thing that we talk about maybe as an issue is that sometimes he's getting stuck on blocks. But what you see is a guy that um, and and I'm. A lot of times when guys are getting stuck on blocks, it's because they have they ha- they have a lot of other technical deficiencies. But when you look at for him whistle to whistle, you see a guy that plays plays with really with really good technique. Um, and he starts comes out of a stance, initial hand usage very very good. So so to me, what that tells me is that once he gets under coaching, um, some of these issues about you know not having trouble you know, disengaging it at times, you're going to, you're going to see him be able to make some of that, some of that go away where, you know, we see, we see other prospects, you know, that uh, essentially, you know, it's, you're, you're seeing, you're seeing more issues, you're seeing more issues on a whistle to whistle basis, where here we see a guy that has really good technique, um, occasionally gets stuck on blocks, but, you know, again, you know, the ability to take, to take on double teams consistently, watching him go against quality competition, um, his length, he wins, he wins with that. And again, just the versatility, um, he has, he has a, he has a very, very high floor to me. And, you know, the, the minimum that he's going to do is, 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 is impact, is impact football games on a consistent basis. If you impact football games on a consistent basis, I mean, really impact him and be one of those game changing players. Uh, and that's your floor. You are a can't miss prospect. And that's why I'm going to end it with Jeffrey Simmons from Mississippi State. Mark my words, this guy, uh, once once he recovers from his ACL injury, he's going to carve out his niche in the NFL. I guarantee it. This is Steve the Scout and Austin Smith, uh, inaugural show of Pro Football Draft Experts. We appreciate you guys. Have a good one.